Hey everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a podcast about reclaiming the place of priority relationship is providentially intended to hold in your life. You know, we live in a world where community is far too often pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things, but the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As believers, we have the choice to prioritize connection in our life every day and to live face-to-face with God and people. In this show, I'll be number one, sharing research which supports the importance of relationship, number two, giving you tools to help you improve your interpersonal connections, and number three, sharing writings that I have done in the past on the importance of community. It is my sincere hope that the content presented in this podcast equips you to better serve and love others. To access my past and future articles, subscribe to my YouTube channel, or purchase a copy of my books, visit homeschoolerponderings.blogspot.com. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. This is episode seven, and I'm super excited to do this as always. Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed the last um, podcast that I did last week, which was the interview. If you guys haven't listened to that, go back and check that out. That was definitely one of my favorite episodes to to make and to listen to. I've already listened to it about three or four times um, just because um, in a podcast setting, when I'm just talking for 30 minutes or so by myself, it's often hard to come up with good stuff because it's just me. And it's also, you know, conversationally awkward because it's just me talking by myself for 30 minutes. But in that episode, I interview one of my favorite couples um, on the subject of marriage. I really admire their marriage. And I think they had some really, really great answers and wisdom for you guys if you would like to check that episode out. And once again, that's episode six uh, last week's. And before I actually get into the topic of what I wanted to talk about today, um, I had wanted to go over a few things with you guys. Uh, something new, there have been some new developments for this show. Um, you can now support this show financially on Anchor. You can give uh, $1, $5, or $10 a month. Um, and the link to do that is will be in the description uh, the show notes of each episode that comes out from now on. So if you would like to give um, financially to this show to me so that I can um, be more incentivized to produce more content or um, just ma- just to support my endeavors, you can do that through the notes of the each show that comes out every week. All right, and today the topic that I wanted to talk to you guys about was the table. And this is a... a, a um, subject that I'm really passionate about. I've heard quite a few people discuss it, and I think it's a value that we've kind of lost as Americans. I talk about a lot of those, <laughs> um, but this one I think is a really important value that we've lost as Americans, and the table is something that has often, that used to mean something really special, and now I think it's come to mean something that's less special. So I think it's our job to fix that as believers. And today I'm going to give you several reasons that the table as a value should be something that is upheld in our lives. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. And I'm going to give you, you know, as always, support and evidence that's backing me up. Um, Today I'm going to read you from several different sources. I'm going to read you a verse um, from Luke chapter 24. I'm going to read you an article that I did um, a while ago. And I'm going to read you a snippet out of a book called... This thing called Christianity by Jefferson Bethke. It's one of his most. It's it is his most recent, um, and he writes about the table as well. And maybe you're wondering what I mean by the table. What am I talking about when I say the table? What do I? Why am I saying that it's it should be valued by believers? And to answer that question, 
I would say the table is what you would think it is, you know, the mealtime, the gathering of a family or community together to eat at the same table at the same time as each other. Um, in America, I know a lot of the times we eat at the same table, but because of our differing schedules, um, you know, the dad eats at the table at one time, the mom e- eats at the table another time, and the kids eat at the table a third time. And I would say this has really harmed um, the family and um, relationships and community. And we need to um, reprioritize fa- uh, table time as families. Um, because it's one of the most important ways we can actually grow our connections um, with each other and our friends and our families. You know, um, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna go ahead and read you the article that I wrote. Uh, it's actually not in our, the whole article. It's just this one little part of it. Um, the article is actually addressing things that families can do to spend time together, and the table is one of the ways that I give for them to do that. Um, you know. Eating at the same table at the same time with your family, spouse, or community is an extremely important way to build connection with them, I would say. And here's the quote. There's something indescribable about eating a meal together, satisfying a basic human need that you can't escape. Think of all the times in scripture where Jesus ate a meal with people. On the road to Emmaus, Jesus goes out of his way to stop and commune through a meal with two men. And it's at the moment where bread was broken that they recognize him for who he truly is. And that's Luke 24, 13 through 35 that I'm going to read you in a minute. And my point is, at the table, you're going to see a part of God's heart that you won't see anywhere else. And because of that, it's extremely important that we keep the table atmosphere healthy and alive. And we keep table time and a shared mealtime central to our daily rhythm. So if you're not daily eating at the same table at the same time with your family, your spouse, your community, um, if you're not doing that regularly, I would say you're really, your, your relationship is suffering um, because you're, you're, you're missing out on a way that is hugely helpful in building a bond. And it's, it's, it's not just helpful. It's, it's, it's a unique way of of building a bond. You can't really build, um, a bond in any, a specific kind of bond in any other way than the table. Um, for example, you know, a while ago there was a Messianic Jew driving at night and he, he hits a 13 year old Palestinian boy, um, who couldn't hear the car coming because he was deaf, okay? And it was a really sad story. Um, but the, the the driver, his name was Alon Zamir. Um, he was a Messianic Jew. He obviously, as a Jesus follower, he wanted re- reconciliation. He wanted um, to um, establish forgiveness and, and, and um, a healthy connection with the people that he'd harmed, you know, the boy's family. Um, because they're still alive and here they are they've lost their son to an accident um, at night and he goes around you know asking for advice what should I do how should I reestablish the how should I make reconciliation for this wrong that I've done Um, even though it was accidental and you know he gets advised by the authorities you know you can't really do anything here that the relationship between Jews and Palestinians has been rough throughout history that's going to kind of limit you as to how far you can go to reestablish this um, bond that you believe is important. Even his pastors and his um, 
leaders would say, you know, you that you can try this, but it might not be a good idea. You need to be careful. According to their laws, they can actually they can kill you for something like this because, um, you know, you you've killed a member of their family. But he, he all of that didn't actually stop him, and he still wanted that um, to extend that that act of regret to them, and 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 basically say. I've wronged you guys. I know that. Um, and so he wanted to find a way to, to express that to the, to the family, to the bereaved family. And the way that he came to do that in the end was through the table. And he set up a mealtime with the family that he'd, um, you know, harmed. And they actually accepted. And through this mealtime, by the end of the meal, the family has actually said to Alon Zamir, we know that you already have a family, um, but you are now welcome in our home to the extent that you're taking the place of the son that we lost. So the son that you killed, you are now filling his place in our home and in our heart. And basically, the way that that was possible, my point is, the way that that was possible, that kind of healing was through the table. And I can't think of very many other ways that something that a wound that deep could be healed. Um, I think it's a powerful story because the table is a very potent um, place that a lot of good things can happen. And because of that, I think it's important that we as you know, Western people reevaluate the importance of eating at the same table at the same time together as a family, as a, as a married couple, as a community, whatever. It is. So basically, that story really just left a huge impression on me, and I thought I would share it with you guys. That a, a, a person who had act, you know, had committed manslaughter, was restored into connection with the family of the boy he killed through the table. I mean, that is just so powerful. You know, here here's this horrible accident. Um, that you know was going to have generational consequences. You know, he he cut off part of that family's heritage right there when the boy's only 13 and then somehow you know through the table they're able to heal that breach you know especially because it was a Jew who committed the accident and it was a, a Palestinian family who was the who suffered um, that to me that's just amazing and I don't think there are very many things that could heal that breach other than the table and the 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 heart of God that comes through at the table you know I'm gonna read you that that verse um luke in luke chapter 24 um it's a very familiar passage for a lot of you um, but i'm just going to read you uh, verse 30 which is where jesus has been walking with these two men talking to them about some really weighty matters um and they don't know that it's him you know after his resurrection they're not sure they, they haven't realized that it's him yet and um you know it starts getting dark and they invite him into their destination so that he doesn't have to keep traveling on through the night because that's what the people did during that time period. And he accepts their invitation. They go into dinner, you know, they sit down and then this verse comes in. So when he was at the table with them, he took the bread, he gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Okay, and what I want to point out to you there is that they recognized him at the table when they were sitting down eating a meal with, with the God of the universe. 
when they were walking with him, you know, talking about really serious, weighty matters of history and, and philosophy and theology, they did not recognize that they were walking with God. But when they sat down in a home with him at the table and ate a meal together, immediately they recognized him for who he was. I mean, that to me is just so significant. That to me says, you know, you can, you know, know everything you want to about God. You can study, you can um, engage in these in deep thinking exercises, but there's something about God that you won't actually recognize until you sit down with him in a, in a relational setting, you know? And now I'm going to go ahead and read to you a quote that actually says just that. Um, it points out this exact example of Jesus going into a home and people recognizing him there. Okay, so let's see. Quote, this is a quote from Jefferson Becky's book. Quote, Jesus walks through the entire Bible with these two guys and nothing happens. Then he rips a piece of bread in half and they immediately recognize him. They even go on to say that did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road. This almost makes our Western minds short circuit. The heart change, the opening of eyes, the revelation, the epiphany, whatever you want to call it, it didn't happen when they got all the facts. It happened when they sat at the table. It happened when they ate a meal when there was a relationship. It's not hard to believe that the table and a meal are important to Jesus and the scriptures after hearing a story, a story like that. But what's funny is a lot of us would much rather have our eyes open in the first scenario. Our dream version of Christianity is having all the answers. Can't Jesus just show up in my room visibly and audibly and tell me what to do and believe? Newsflash, he did that to two guys and it didn't help as much as we'd think. Wow. I mean, that that to me was um, pretty impactful, pretty, pretty darn impactful to realize that the table is a place where um, God's heart comes through to us as humans in a way that we can't, you know, visibly perceive in, in, in any other area of life. Um, you know, and then he goes on, quote, here's a hard question to ask ourselves. Would we rather have Jesus give us all the answers or would we rather sit at the table with him? Don't get me wrong. Truth is vital. The scriptures are my favorite thing to study, to listen to, to immerse myself in. But Jesus always, always, always couples truth with flesh, with intimacy, with real life. End quote. And to me, that was a really um, powerful example of what the table can do for an individual um, in relationship to God. But I would take that principle even further and say, if that is how you can perceive God through the table, how much more is the table going to help you um, with your family? You know, how, much, how, how, how amazing is that going to be? What, an, what a bonding opportunity that, that has the potential of being for your family, for your relationship with your, your, your spouse and um, your community, your best friends, your, you know, fill in the blank. So this week, the main thing that I really want to leave you guys with is the table is an important value that we need to re-elevate in Western culture. We need to stop eating at the table at different times. You know, we need to stop having different meal times. Um, we need to eat mom, dad, children at the same table at the same time together. Because what that does it, is it invites God into the into the home. And it shows every member of that family a part of his heart that they will not see in any other way. And it, it gives them a unique bonding opportunity to be with each other 
um, satisfying a basic human need that they cannot escape. So you have to eat. You're, you're humans, you're designed to eat. You're designed to, you require nutrients in order to function. And when you, you, you gather together in an atmosphere where you're operating in the way that God designed you to operate on this earth with other people, I think there's just something really special there that we need to re reprioritize in our life. And the table as a value can help relationships in so many different ways. And as always, I would like you guys to um, just implement that. Consider implementing that in your in your daily life. You know, um, consider you know pushing your meal time back thirty minutes in order to eat with your spouse. You know, c- consider um, calling a family meeting. You know, lighting some candles, creating an atmosphere, an ambiance around your 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 table setting, so that it's actually a place where the children look forward to gathering. You know, it's not a grudging. Oh, I have to come to dinner. No, it's a, it's a, I really look forward to dinner time every day with my family because it's something special. Um, and with that, I'm actually going to go ahead and go down and eat dinner with my family right now. So I really hope you guys have enjoyed that this episode and this concept. I really want you to um, latch onto this and implement it in your life. And I hope that it helps you when you try to do it. Um, I would love to hear the results of whatever you try to do involving the table. Um, you can reach out to me on social media as always, and let me know what you thought of the episode and about the stuff I talked about. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Remember to check out my book, um, check out my social media content. Um, Remember that you can now um, support me financially. The link to do that will be in the show notes of these episodes on the Restoring Report podcast. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.